Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. time again matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester actually it's pretty wet and dreary outside to be honest with you but it's still glorious and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links show archives uh, all of that uh, contact info, that's what I'm forgetting. <laughs> MattConnerton.com. It is all there for you. Uh, and, of course, uh, let's see. Today is Thursday, May 19th, 2022. I'm very much uh, affected by the by the rain and the dreariness. It kind of, um, you know, I'm, I'm much sharper when it's bright and sunny outside. Uh, the nice weather gets the neurons firing. Uh, speaking of uh, weather, uh, Glenn R.J. Willett, the people's mayor, was in here uh, a few minutes ago uh, before the show, right before the show, and he'll be joining us in the second hour. I think he's got a, a fantastic new song uh, to share with us today. I don't even know what song it is. I just assume it's fantastic because, you know, the man has such a golden throat, uh, the voice of an angel. Uh, and uh, he was telling me that this weekend it's supposed to be uh, approaching 100 degrees here uh, in the area uh, this weekend, which, you know, uh, I've always said I, I like the uh, I like the hot weather. I do. I, I like it hot. I like a nice, uh, long, hot summer. But I'll tell you, these temps uh, in the middle of May, it's uh, more than a little bit disconcerting to me. It's uh, summer just keeps starting earlier and earlier and earlier. Uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> Paul E.C. said uh, on uh, last uh, last Friday night on Retrospectrum Radio, he uh, was talking about how, uh, you know, the, the, the winters last uh, 17 months and then our springtime lasts about 17 minutes. And then uh, 
and then summer starts. I know the math doesn't quite uh, add up, uh, pun fully intended, but uh, that was, uh, you know, that was part of the joke. That was part of the joke. So um, let's see, before we get into some stuff. Oh, by the way, that was uh, another Jesse De Silva track that I played uh, to open the show today. A song called Throne uh, by the great Jesse De Silva, singer-songwriter, who will be performing at the Hop Knot tomorrow night, Friday night. You know, they have live music every Friday night, and uh, I really like that song a lot. That was a live performance uh, that was obviously professionally recorded, not, you know, not on somebody's phone or something. Uh, let's see. And that was um, that was at the uh, Boston Harbor Distillery, a place that I have not been to. I've been to Boston, certainly. Jenny and I were there today. But I've never been to the Boston Harbor Distillery, but that was recorded there recently. Actually, it's pretty fresh. April 21st, 2022, less than a month ago. It's from the album Landscapes, and uh, I really like that a lot, and I really like his voice. So uh, I got a lot of positive feedback. Yesterday I played at the midpoint of the show, I played a song um, of his. I forget what it was called now, but people were uh, people in the chat room were really digging it. So there you go. Jesse De Silva tomorrow night at the Hop Knot. And speaking of the Hop Knot, this is what they posted on social media today. Get rid of those rainy blues and come to Trivia Night with Bill Cini. Uh, the fun starts uh, in just a few hours. Uh, while you are here, you can try out the newest beer we are offering, Shipping Out of Boston. That's the name of the uh, of the beer. Uh, this beer is built with, uh, that's a, uh, what's the name of the band? Starts with a D. Ah, I'm blanking. Big Boston band. Everyone loves them. Somebody in the chat room will know. Starts with a D, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, uh, shipping out of Boston. So the uh, the beer is built with local ingredients inspired by the factories that were once world suppliers. It's a multi-sweet and, oh, Dropkick Murphys. I, I knew it was I knew it was there. Polly C says Adel Fuegos. Now, Dropkick Murphys is who I was thinking of. Um, <laughs> Mike Pelopita says Def Leppard. I don't believe they're from Boston. Is there a Boston, uh, Boston, England? Those are uh, those are some UK boys, Def Leppard. I've seen them live. I know that's shocking to everyone. One of my favorite bands growing up. Um, but this beer, shipping out of Boston, it is a malty, sweet, and lightly hoppy. Ooh, hoppy. Too bad John Hopwood's not here today. Uh, Amber Lager that pays hom- homage I almost pronounced it homage, but I know better. Homage to the past while manufacturing a bold future. I <laughs> I almost misread the word manufacturing as well, but I won't say what uh, what I what my brain thought that was at first. I I do believe I'm getting uh, adult onset dyslexia, so you'll have to excuse me. But uh, if you are planning on coming to trivia night tonight, please call ahead to guarantee your spot. Six so, 603-232-3731, 603-232-3731. That is the number to call to reserve your spot or get there early. Uh, Trivia Night is a very uh, popular feature at the Hop Knot, our amazing sponsor, but you know what's most popular there? Those delicious gourmet pretzels and, of course, the amazing uh, assortment of craft beer. So uh, please uh, visit the Hop Knot on Elm, our amazing sponsor. And Juneteenth is only a month away. So uh, we look forward to that as well. And we're going to try to get Kenny in here one of these Mondays before Juneteenth uh, so he can uh, fill us in on all the details about what's going to be going on that day. Last year was very successful, and this year it looks like it's going to be bigger and better. Uh, that Yeah, that weekend, uh, Juneteenth, uh, Pride, and, of course, Father's Day all happening uh, in one weekend. But uh, 
If you'd like to join us today on the program, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton, or, uh, of course, uh, you can send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com, and you can interact and opine in our Facebook live chat. And I will uh, say hello to everybody in there in just a moment. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy and experience, just like we do with Glenn R.J. Willette when he sings for us, so we can experience your dulcet tones, give us a call at 603-250-6007. There is much to discuss, uh, as there always is, but let's go ahead and say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Uh, Rocky Huber. Uh, says, hi, hello, Rocky. Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont says, hey, Matt. Hey, Rocky. DJ Midas joins us from Florida. So he's not the only uh, Florida guy uh, we know. Uh, well, actually, I probably know a lot of people from Florida. But anyway, DJ Midas, of course, used to be from here. And then he moved away. But, but he is still part of the WMNH family. And you can still hear Midas's program, Late Night Delight, a uh, new episode every week, every uh, Friday, I'm sorry, every Saturday night, rather, from 12 midnight to 4 a.m. with a replay on Sunday night, Late Night Delight with the great DJ Midas. Um, Melanie La Liberty says, hey, John. She's saying hello to everybody in there. And she even says in the chat room, look at me being all friendly and stuff. Except she didn't say stuff. She said a naughty word I can't say here. Uh, Jenny is in the chat room and says, shalom, peeps. Uh, yes, Jenny and I were... I'm sure she doesn't mind me saying this on the radio because, uh, uh, you know, she's very open about it on the show and on social media. But, uh, yes, we went to uh, Dana-Farber in Boston today. Uh, you know, she is uh, she is in her, they call it survivorship when you're a cancer survivor. And uh, so got the one-year checkup and everything looks good. Um, so very happy about that. Uh, Melanie says, hey, Jenny. Ah, see, she's still saying hi to people. Um, she says... Uh, she says, I am uh, I am on vacation after tomorrow, all giddy. Oh, very good. EZG, Eric Agnon is in the Facebook live chat and says, miss you. Oh, we miss you, EZG. I'll tell you what, sometimes I think about EZG after I haven't seen him uh, for, you know, a while, and I just think, oh, I miss that guy, EZG. I think the next time I see him, I'm going to give him a big hug. But it'll be, you know, it'll be not like a... Not like a warm embrace, you know, where I, I'm going to like, you know, hold him tight and rub his back or anything like that. But more like a, just like a big manly hug. Like the hug that he gave, uh, that I saw him give that time to uh, Tom Shubsda, the, uh, of course, uh, drummer and or percussionist, I should say, and fiance of the great singer-songwriter Amanda McCarthy. And I so, so, so wish I had that on video because it was after the show that it happened. But it was. And and I don't say this uh, joking. This is absolutely true. It was literally the most awkward hug I have ever seen, ever, in my entire life. It was fantastic. Ron joins us on the line. Hi, Ron. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Hi, everybody out there, by the way. Hey, I just was uh, sort of kind of debating whether I was going to mention it or not, but what the heck, it can't cause any harm. What the heck? You mentioned that you had gone to Dana Faba, and um, that's great. I'm glad to hear the good news. Yes. But I was listening to um, some talk radio today, AM. Um, I forgot who the female host was, but um, in any event, um, she was talking live with um, Chris Knight from the Brady Bunch, and I was thinking about Peter at the time. Um, 
he was in Boston today and beat him. Um, they're doing a fundraiser that he does every year. Um, it has something to do with uh, like a gambling place or something, whatever, casino night or something. But every year he does a fundraiser because uh, sometime in the past, a friend of his who was also an, an actor kind of thing um, dove into a bottle, body of water and became paraplegic. Um, oh. Something went wrong. And the doctors gave him a, you know, uh, they just said, I'm sorry, but, you know, you'll never walk again. But this guy, he couldn't take, he couldn't accept that. And he went to, um, uh, shucks, now that I want to tell the story, I forget where he went. But he went out of, he went out of state and um, he, uh, maybe it was California or something. And he went to a rehabilitation that was, you know, state of the art. And with physical therapy and this and that, the guy was able to stand on his own and take steps. And he was, and um, so anyway, to make a long story short, he went back to Boston, and Boston didn't have anything like that, uh, this type of rehabilitation. So he um, corresponded with people that he knew, and um, and I don't even know the name of the place, but they started it. They built a place in Boston, and that's what it's all about. And oh, wow. Christopher Christopher Knight from the um, the Brady Bunch was, uh, you know, once a year they they get together. And, they come, and again, he's in Deedham tonight. Peter, if you're out there and you're listening, go run down to Deedham and you can find your buddy there, Christopher. But uh, they raise money, and that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, that's very cool and very positive. By the way, when you said uh, when you said you thought of Peter, uh, did you mean uh, Peter White of the Morning mm-hmm. Show, or did you mean uh, Peter Brady, the character played by Christopher? No, I was Knight. thinking of Peter White. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Know, you know, he's a Brady guy. Because um, no, yes. to be honest with you, I don't even know which Brady Bunch is Peter. Is Christopher Knight Peter Brady? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who's who. Yes, Christopher Knight played Peter Brady on the television program. Yes, uh, of course, yeah, a couple, right. uh, couple weeks ago, we had Brady Bunch trivia on Retrospectrum Radio with Polly C, and we were joined by Peter yeah, White was, for that. Yes. I was listening to that one. Yes, as well as various other luminaries, and by various other, I just mean uh, the Moose also joined us uh, for that, a, another uh, special guest. But yeah, that's very cool. Hey, before I hang up, just yes. you got to pull me in because I don't have, I don't know. Um, how did Paulie's show end Friday? What was the topic? What was the answer? Oh yes. Uh, what do they all have to have together? You know, in relation. Good question, Ron. So Friday uh, for. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, and if you don't listen to Retro Spectrum Radio, please do. You should. It's a great show. We do Friday nights from 7.30 to 10 p.m., hosted by the great Pauly C. But uh, sometimes Paul will choose a theme. Well, I shouldn't say sometimes. He usually chooses a theme, but occasionally he'll turn it into a contest where, you know, he'll he'll play the 20 songs, and then you have to guess. Well, not guess. You should try to figure it out. Um, what the uh, what the theme is the the common denominator among all these songs. So Friday night last week, the theme was they were all songs that were from albums of the same name. They were all title tracks of the albums from which they came. So for example, now, Dan was confident for a while that he thought he knew it. Was he correct? No, he he thought it was all. Uh, see, I, I never believed. Uh, see, Dan. Now, look, I've known Dan since high school, and, and so so I love Dan, but I, I know him pretty well. I never believed. I suspected all along it was false bravado on his part when he kept saying, "Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is." And I kept saying, and I said it on the air too. I said, 
I don't think Dan's as confident as he's pretending to be. Well, it turned out, uh, no, Dan was way off. Dan thought it was all songs with lyrics that are commonly misheard, but uh, but no. What about you? Did you did you guess it? Uh, no, no, I I had no idea. I had no idea. How about call, how about callers? Did he have a caller call in? Did anybody out there in the radio world guess it? Nobody got it. Nobody got it. Nope. Oh, no kidding. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, Matt. Uh, that's it, man. Good to hear your voice, and uh, hello to everybody. And thanks. You know, good good to hear Jenny got a thumbs up. So that's cool. All right. Thanks for the call, Ron. We appreciate it, my friend. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. All right, that was our friend Ron. And, of course, if you'd like to call in, uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. That's interesting about the um, when Ron said that. So I, so I guess the, the, the gentleman who had had the accident, um, it sounds like he, he dove into a body of water and, and he got uh, paralyzed, if I understood that correctly. And it's it just um, when Ron said that, it reminded me of when I was a kid, when I was in high school, there was a place, um, not in Concord, but like just outside of Concord up I-89, where uh, where we would go to, um, I, don't, I don't think we called it cliff diving, but just, you know, you, you go up on these big, big rocks on this hill and you jump down into the river below. And I never did it. I never did it. I went there a couple of times just with friends to watch them do it, but I never did it because... I felt uh, from a pretty young age that it was not a great idea to uh, jump into a body of water where you couldn't be absolutely sure what it was you were landing on. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I said, you, you guys have fun. And if somebody gets their head split open, uh, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll go and uh, call uh, an ambulance for you. But uh, I'll, be, uh, I'll be sitting right here just watching. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? I promise I'll start listening again once my internet's working. <laughs> What's up, Dave Ridley? Hey, uh, can I change the topic to Ukraine? Yes, you can. Thank you. Uh, I learned something this week that seems to a lot of people have not noticed this. Uh, and I like to point out things that no one is noticing that are really important. Okay. Uh, this is on uh, Ron, Ron Paul mentioned, or I guess one of Ron Paul's guests. Uh, mentioned that Daniel Daniel McAdam was mentioning apparently the United States is spending more on the Ukraine war than Russia is. So, well, I have to tell you, so I didn't know that, but it doesn't actually surprise me. I mean, they just approved another $40 billion package for weapons to send to Ukraine. And it kind of almost, Dave, looks to me like Russia might have done well uh, to uh, spend some money uh, before they decided to uh, before Putin decided to do this because the Russian military seems to be uh, largely incompetent and doesn't have what they need to get this done and uh, it's uh, stunning to see how the Ukrainians have been able to it's, it's been wonderful to see how the Ukrainians have been able to fight back but I I can't tell you I, I like I said Dave I didn't know that but I'm not particularly surprised w were you surprised what to hear that? Yes, this really violates the traditional U.S. way of war, uh, the U.S. way of proxy war, or if you think like the Reagan-era uh, approach of sending, you know, maybe $15 million to the Contras every mm -hmm. three years or something like that and winning, <laughs> or 
or, or you know, uh, larger amounts, but not much larger, to the Afghan rebels and winning. They were sending really small amounts of money to these places uh, compared to what the Russians were putting into them, and they weren't they weren't sending anything in the way you know, in the, not no large contingents of ground troops or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the Americans were able to to achieve these victories with very small expenses. Uh, you know, morally, of course, you can question the Reagan doctrine. But uh, it, economically, it really it, it was very effective and bankrupted the Soviets to some extent, knocked them out of all these places. And um, that's not what <laughs> that's not what's happening now. Apparently, it's more like the reverse, where the Russians are you know as as, as much as people uh, can criticize their war effort war effort on all different levels. Uh, if they're not spending that much money, and uh, in, in the in the West is spending a ton of money, uh, that. That under, that just sort of undermines the traditional uh, narrative or the or the, the mainstream narrative of uh, you know little little feisty Ukraine taking on uh, a big bad Russia. I yeah I understand your point. I take your point. I don't ultimately agree with it though. I I understand what you're saying as you arrive at your conclusion, but I don't I don't necessarily agree because I don't think that. For one thing, I don't think we'd be spending all this money and sending all this help in terms of weapons if this had gone the way that Russia presumably thought that it was going to go. So when I say that, I mean, Putin, look, none of us actually knows, no one of us knows what precisely is in Putin's mind and what precisely his objectives and ambitions may be, may have been when he started this or may be now and so forth. But there, there's a, an idea that Putin probably thought this was going to be very easy and that we would not get involved because Ukraine is not NATO. So Putin was going to be able to, for example, you know, we've seen the images of, of Russian tanks getting stuck in the mud. Putin did this right before everything started to thaw, presumably because he knew got to hurry up and, and do this. If we're going to do this, we got to do it now before before everything turns to mud. And that's a very muddy area. There's a lot of mud in that area. So um, so he waits until right before everything begins to thaw. And the theory is he thought, roll the tanks in. You know, uh, the Ukrainian military might put up somewhat of a fight. So uh, many of them will probably surrender immediately. Roll the tanks in. Uh, overcome whatever resistance there is from the Ukrainian military, take the country, um, and then roll the tanks back out. You know, we're, we're now occupying Ukraine or, or we're uh, installing a puppet government, but on paper they remain a, a sovereign uh, nation, whatever it is that he had in mind. But, but he thought it was going yeah. to be quick and easy. And I don't think that if that had... I cannot imagine, Dave, that if that had happened... Because I think the 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 um, the heart of of the Ukrainians in the way they fought back, for lack of a better way of putting it, I think it surprised everybody, except maybe the Ukrainians yeah, and, themselves. And it's, it's important, in fairness to the Ukrainians, this, these victories were achieved, many of them, on the first day or two, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like, yeah. uh, this is before all this massive U.S. aid started coming in. Before anyone had faith in the Ukrainian uh, military. They were able to achieve pretty effective uh, uh, counterattacks 
right from the very start. Yes. And yes, their their defense is impressive. It's uh, it's 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 in line with you know with that the history of that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, you know when the Russians invaded Finland in 1939, they had similar a similar outcome. Uh, where yes, they did achieve their strategic, uh, you know, land gain and whatnot, but it cost them a million guys. Uh, the Finns only lost forty thousand. Uh, you know, so there's there's this traditional history of uh, Russia doing these things and and, and not doing very well mm-hmm. on offense like that. True, true. But I just can't imagine that we would be spending all this money and investing all these resources if if it had gone the way that Putin in theory, expected it would go. But I think, um, you know, but I think once we saw that, wow, the Ukrainians might actually be be able to hold the Russians off, at least from taking the entire country, that's when we started to, that's when we started helping. I think that is, that's probably settled now that that the Ukrainians will be able to do that. The question is, with with these massive amounts of money, now Mm -hmm. if the Ukrainians are able to use that to reconquer the whole territory, Mm -hmm. you know, if they were able to pull an Alia Ezebegovich 1992, Five, you know, where the Bosnian counteroffensive uh, at the end of the Bosnian War was just sweeping through all these Serbian territories, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they would have continued on until they had reconquered every square inch of Bosnia uh, if the Americans hadn't stopped them. Uh, so that 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 may be how it plays out in Ukraine, because again, this is the situation has a lot of similarities to Bosnia, where you have this sort of larger power, not not super, you know. Not not an order of magnitude larger, but maybe you know a, a power that's about three times as big, right. taking on a power that's about one third its size, and a war goes you know the war goes well at first, uh, but then um, the fact that you're the aggressor really begins to play against you over the over time, right? Yeah, and so that's what happened to Serbia, um, and this is what will probably happen to Russia at some point uh, with 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 the Americans spending more money, they might actually. And there might actually be a, a full-blown victory, um, but it's just you know, there was a there was a uh, Russian there was an American journalist attached to a Russian unit at the beginning of the war, um, and he interviewed some Russian soldiers who told him they told him uh, yeah they were saying like you said like oh this is no big deal this will just calm things down we'll just pop in here and fix things and go home. Yeah. You know, that was exactly their mentality. And they were already running out of food. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had pictures of them doing this. And uh, so, uh, you know, so, yeah, it, it doesn't seem, it seems unlikely that the Russians expected this kind of result or wanted it. But there is one thing, though, and that is that it's always in the back of my mind that this could be, this could be a, uh, a diversion for the real war, which would be the Chinese play on Taiwan. Really? Uh, expand on that if you would. I'm 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 skeptical, but also very curious. Well, again, the 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 effectiveness of the Ukrainian resistance makes this less likely, I think, than it would have been if right. they'd done badly. Right. But um, but again, it, this is not a secret here that there's a, a, Russo, a Russo-Chinese block of sorts now, where the two are closely associated and allied. It, it probably didn't have to be that way, but there they are. And, uh, you know, it, you, you can do something that looks like you're failing. And, and if it's just a diversion. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast. 
from Mickey D's? From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Then uh, it, it's a success because it provides... I mean, you, the Russians have this long history of doing things that look like disasters, but they actually have... They are, they are strategically successful, right? Uh, like the... the Battle of Tannenberg, you know, in 1914 is a good example of this, where they have two armies wiped out, but they win World War One for the British, basically. Um, you know, it takes four years for that to be obvious. If that's what happened, but they they saved basically they saved France from being completely overrun by the Germans when they launched this premature invasion of Eastern Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what, what what's interesting, Dave, and I I don't want to interrupt because I'm I'm curious where you're going, but. Uh, before you get there, I just want to mention uh, when you when you say this, when you bring this up, it does make me think about, you know, yesterday, John Hopwood was was here. And, and you know, of course, John knows more about history than anybody. I know the knowledge in that man's head is uh, just amazing. And I always learn from him. But he he was expressing a theory that, you know, when when uh, Putin sent the Russians in to try to take Kiev, for example, which they never even, well, I can't say they didn't get close. I mean, it's relative, but they didn't get very close. They got close enough to launch a few rockets. Um, uh, John thinks that was a feint and that uh, Putin was never serious about taking the capital and that it's more just taking the eastern part and uh, connecting Donbass to uh, Mariupol and, and, you know, taking the ports. And uh, the ports are what Putin really wants, which does make sense. But he thinks that that it was, it may have been sort of um, uh, factored in, uh, that, you know, that Putin may not be as incompetent as we think, and that it may have been factored in what looks like failure, you know, the failure to take Kiev, the failure to hold, um, there's another city I'm thinking of, and the name is escaping me, but y- you know what I'm saying. So he, 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 I think he might have been thinking about it perhaps the way you were, where, uh, again, not not necessarily arriving at the same conclusion that you do, or the same theory, but but the idea that uh, uh, maybe this isn't going as badly as we think it is because maybe some of this was expected. Yeah, and if you look at the map, they have achieved that strategic objective. I think it looks, they look like they have a, I mean, it looks like a land corridor to me from Crimea to Donbass. Yeah. I mean, the roads may not be so great in the area that they control. Um, and again, it's not a, it's not a huge area that they control in Ukraine, uh, but you could. But you that's I mean, and this is the solution that I favor is the Vinipuri, uh, you know, type solution uh, in 1940, where the Russians did stop invading Finland, and Finland did cede the territory that the Russians felt they needed in order to defend against Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, a compromise came, it was a settled peace after three months of fighting. 
the Russians technically won because they had their to achieve their strategic objectives. But in it went down in history as a Russian defeat, basically in people's minds because of the lopsided death toll and just the inefficient incompetency of the Russians. And if there's a solution like that, then it does it stops the fighting, it gets us out of World War Three, uh, and uh, the you know, Ukrainians get to be the hero of the world like Finland was. Um, and uh, they're really born for the first time um, as a truly, you know, understood and respected nation. And that's something to get. That's something they can get out of this without keeping all their territory. Well, that's something that will be very interesting to see when and if that point comes where it's it's uh, but it's 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 hard because will the Ukrainians really accept that? I mean, Zelensky has said, and and uh, others have said that no, you, Ukraine's singular goal actually, well, Zelensky has said different things at different times, which I understand he's in a difficult position. But at certain points, he has said, no, we're going to drive the Russians out. Period. Full stop. There will be no compromise. There will be no appeasement. I don't think he's used that word, but that's what some people would think it would be if if they allow the Russians to have some of what they want, like Donbass and so forth, and the ports and Mariupol, which the Russians have. And I don't, unfortunately, I, I say sadly, I'm skeptical the Ukrainians can get that back. Um, but then again, Zelensky has at other points indicated that he, he would be open to talking and, you know, if it's going to save lives, you know, maybe there would be some sort of a compromise. But I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's possible. And, and it's, and, and at a point when no one trusts the Russians anymore, uh, maybe I shouldn't even say any more, but it, it, in the example that you gave with Finland, you know, that, that held, right? Uh, the, the Russians kept their word, but we're in a different time, and they have Putin now who clearly cannot be trusted. I mean, he lied. He lied from the beginning of this. He said, no, we're not going in. We're not going to invade Ukraine. That's preposterous. You're all paranoid, and then he did it. Um, so I don't, but I don't, I just don't know if Ukraine will accept that, Dave. I mean, what do you think? Well, the Finns accepted it because their army collapsed. So uh, the, yeah. I doubt the Ukrainian army will collapse because the numerical disparity is so different. Ukraine is one-third the population of Russia. So, the, again, the conflict is not as uneven as people perceive it. Yeah. Uh, it, it you know, Finland had more like, what, one-twentieth of the population of Russia. And <clears throat> the Finnish army collapsed after three months, and that's why the peace came about. Um, that I, I, you know, I just don't see that happening to the Ukrainian, uh, and they're getting and they're getting so much aid, and and the, the it's kind of like the West is egging them on to just have this complete victory. Whereas if the West wasn't so deeply involved, they'd they'd probably come up with a a, a solution similar to what happened um, uh, in Finland. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but I, I think it, or it, or it might just drag on for years and years. Um, I don't know. With every day, with every day, including the possibility of a tactical nuke being unleashed. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly hope that doesn't happen. As, I mean, if as someone we... gets desperate. If someone gets desperate enough, their their army base is, you know, you you see fifty incoming. Uh, bombers that are going to take out your army base, and you can save all those guys at that base by using a tactical nuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, in the threat, you know, the threat scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, that temptation will be there. It'll continue to be there until you know, 
until we stop being lucky. <laughs> no, I agree, and I I do uh, I do worry about that very much. Well, I shouldn't say I worry. I'm 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 concerned. I'm not I'm not quite worried. More more concerned, but uh, trying not to worry. Very thin line there, though, uh, especially when we're talking about nuclear weapons. Very thin line, but uh, we shall see. Oh, Dave. So uh, I, I'm sorry. I, can you uh, finish? Uh, and then we'll let you go in a moment. You we, because we've been chatting for a while. But can you finish your thought? Uh, connect the dots on um, what you were saying about China and Taiwan and this being a diversion and so forth. Well, yeah, the real I always looked at Ukraine as like, man, that's not that's not even that's not even a, an area that's important to the United States. What does the United States need from that area? What's, what's the strategic importance of it? There's not much. Uh, it's, it's strategically vital to Russia's defense to have a relatively friendly government in, in Ukraine, one that's not going to invade them, at least because they've been invaded through that passage so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Um, so, but the Taiwan is much more strategically important. Uh, you know, if you lose, if if if, if um, trying to invade Taiwan successfully takes it over, then where exactly do you defend against China after that? Right? Like, where mm-hmm. where would you put things? There's not even a good spot to. You think from there they can go everywhere, right? Um, so that that's and the United States has pledged to defend Taiwan. So you're talking about a general fleet engagement there. If the Chinese move on Taiwan, uh, and again, you've got these people with basically the ability to use tactical nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're looking at all their ships about to be destroyed. Should mm-hmm. we use the tactical nuke or not? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, there, there's an ex- there's a theory that we're going to lose if this war starts. The Americans will probably lose more people in the first two hours than they've lost in the last twenty years in all the wars. Yes. And just, I do, just just from the fleet, just from the fleet engagement. I do believe that. Um, I find that uh, frighteningly easy to believe. Do you think, though? I've always been skeptical. I understand why everyone worries about it, but I've always been skeptical that the Chinese will actually move on Taiwan. Uh, and I'm even more skeptical now that they see how badly this has gone for for the Russians uh, uh, invading Ukraine. But do you think they'll ever? I feel like. I feel like that's something the Chinese kind of hold all over everyone's heads, you know, like the sort of Damocles. Oh, you know, don't don't push us too far. We might just go ahead and invade Taiwan. I just don't think it's going to well, happen. Well, they're, they're holding it over their own heads because they say they say things like, like uh, uh, Xi Jinping said that. What did he say? I can't remember the exact wording, uh, and I don't have the Mandarin original, but it was just something like uh, he was saying if if. If the if our if our reconquest of Taiwan fails, we fail and are dethroned. Basically, was what he said. Oh, I, and, I, I didn't know that he had said that recently. Uh, so it's central. It's central for him. And oh, interesting. The, I didn't know uh, that. The thing is, Taiwan again. Another reason why Ukraine was invaded. It's important to have solutions here. The reason why Ukraine was invaded, I think, was because they didn't have enough gun freedom. Right? They only had seven guns per hundred people in the hands of civilians, whereas like in New Hampshire, it's 120, 120. If, if they'd had the proper distribution of firearms, just people being free to buy them and trade them, uh, I do not think Russia would have invaded. There would have been a, you know, there would have been a rifle behind every tree, you know. And, and just as it is, there's just so few um, civilian firearms in, in Ukraine that it really defanged the people. And 
The situation is even worse in Taiwan. It's much worse. Mm. Uh, the Ukrainians at least have the common sense to end their gun laws. They, they repealed all their gun laws on like day two of the invasion, I think. They said, now yes. can just have a gun, no problem. Yep. And that was wise, late, but wise. Uh, the Taiwan, though, is completely not getting it, right? They they have zero guns, mm-hmm. officially, according to gunpolicy.org. Wow. Zero guns for 100 civilians oh. in the hands of civilians. So they are just wide open and completely dependent on their military, which is centralized, mm-hmm. uh, for their defense. And I just, that, you know, that's much worse situation than what, what Ukraine is in. And it's got to be, why isn't everybody talking about this? Yeah, that's that's a very interesting point, Dave. I I did not know that about uh, I I knew about the the gun situation in Ukraine. I didn't realize, and, and so in Taiwan, basically the the citizens are are almost entirely unarmed. It sounds, and uh, I did not. They even disarmed yeah the natives that live there. They disarmed yeah. all of them too. They're like they're allowed to have they're allowed to have these guns that sometimes kill the people shooting them uh, in order to hunt so well. they can continue eating food. That's about that's and then they keep going to court and the government of Taiwan keeps saying no, no keep keep using those homemade flintlock things you know that kill you. Uh, you're not allowed to use a a 22 Colt you know from the United States. That's just too dangerous. I'm surprised that doesn't change there, given uh, uh, China is menacing them all the time. Unless. Unless uh, the Taiwanese feel that that would be, that if they did change that, that that would be somehow provocative or escalatory. <laughs> but I can't, uh, oh, God. Um, the, Chinese, the Chinese government is terrified of the civilian firearms, but I don't, I've never heard them make any kind of an issue of it on the international stage. You know, yeah. they're probably realizing that it's better than that, that not too many people are talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. That makes sense. Wow. Oh, interesting. Sorry, not Chinese. Chinese government. Right. Right, right, right. No, I, I know what you meant. Okay. Wow. No, interesting. Interesting. Well, Dave, uh, we've been on for a while. Thank you so much for the call, my friend. Uh, very interesting discussion, and I appreciate your perspectives. And um, and uh, did you want to uh, plug anything uh, before you go? Uh, NHX, anything like that? Oh, yeah. NHX.com, <laughs> because if Ukraine deserves independence. So does New Hampshire. Oh, wow. <laughs> very, very well done, sir. All right, Dave Ridley, thank you so much for the call. You're welcome so much. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was Dave Ridley from the Ridley Report, and uh, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, Um, Let's see. We, have, uh, we do have some things about Ukraine to talk about, but... Uh, I want to make sure we, uh, oh, actually, we have a call. Oh, this is uh, this is our friend Ron calling back. Hi, Ron. Matt, I just got a question, and uh, I'll, you can give me the answer off the air. Between you and Dave, yes. I could just sit there and just listen and listen. Oh, thank you. Um, I caught wind that the Ironworks place, the steel factory, um, a thousand um, people that were, you know, hunkering down, they they either gave up their guns or are, are, are they prisoner of war or I, I just heard that they, you know, that they gave up and uh, maybe you can just elaborate on that. I think there's 700 of them and, and yeah, they, they finally had to surrender um, to the, uh, to the Russians, unfortunately. Surrender and are they 
prisoners, or are they just uh, give up your guns and oh, sort of head the other way? Oh yeah, they're being held. Uh, they're being held prisoners. Uh, they're being held prisoner. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, actually, um, because I'm I'm not sure. I know that that's been a developing uh, story. Um, yeah, yeah. Ukraine. Okay, Ukrainian troops surrendering at Mariupol are being registered as POWs. Yeah, so they're officially being treated as prisoners of war by Russia. Uh, 771. Uh, oh. that, uh, so almost 1,000. That's in addition to some who had already surrendered, I believe. But uh, seven, 771 more Ukrainian troops have surrendered at the uh, Mariupol Steelworks. Um, unfortunately, that was probably inevitable. Um, they held out as long as they could. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big depth also, but uh, yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, Ron. Thank you for the call. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That's a good question from Ron. Uh, that opens up a line for you. 603-250-6007. Um, yeah. In fact, well, let's see. There's a story here from the New York Times about it. Uh, just briefly, uh, Russia uses surrender in Mariupol to portray Ukrainians as terrorists. Uh, it says here, uh, Russia seized on the mass surrender of Ukrainian troops at a Mariupol steel plant as a propaganda gift uh, yesterday. That happened yesterday. Uh, moving to falsely label them as terrorists and create a parallel narrative to Ukraine's portrayal of Russian soldiers as heinous war criminals. The mass surrender, which ended the longest battle of the three-month-old war, was depicted by the Russians as a glorious turning point in a conflict that Western military analysts and rights groups have described as disastrous for the Kremlin and its forces, which have bombed Ukraine indiscriminately and been accused of other atrocities. And by the way, unfortunately, and it's it's uh, frustrating to have to say it, but you know, in terms of uh, propaganda, uh, marketing, if you will, uh, it is a it is a victory for the Russians, uh, unfortunately. Uh, images of the surrendering Ukrainians were publicized by the Russians just as a Russian soldier pleaded guilty in a Ukrainian courtroom to fatally shooting an unarmed civilian in a widely followed case. In Brussels, a Turkey complicated efforts by NATO to quickly uh, consider... Oh, that's from, we'll get to that later. That's also mentioned in the art. It's like, uh, let me skip down because then they get into the Turkey part of this, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, okay. So skipping down, Ukraine had initially described the mass surrender of the soldiers at Mariupol's Avovstal, as I'm sorry, I can never say it as of stall steel plant, which it's military ordered Monday night as the only alternative to their near certain death against hopeless odds and as a prelude to a prisoner exchange. But there was no talk from Moscow of swapping any captives. And by Wednesday, it was clear that the Kremlin intended to use the prisoners for other purposes. Uh, Russian commentators celebrated the fall of the steel plant and, in particular, the capture of members of the Azov Battalion, a Ukrainian regiment with roots as a far-right group, which Mr. Putin has exploited to fictitiously portray the invasion as a battle to rid Ukraine of Nazis. And uh, John Hopwood was talking about that yesterday. Uh, the Russian Supreme Court said it would hold a hearing next week on whether to declare the Azov group a terrorist organization, which could give Moscow cover to deprive the prisoners of rights. Russia has said that 959 soldiers, oh, so that's the total. Like I said, there were some others who had already 
uh, had to surrender. 959 soldiers at the plant surrendered, about 800 of them from the Azov Battalion. It is believed that up to 1,000 more soldiers remain inside the plant. Oh, I didn't realize that many were believed to still be there. Uh, a Russian foreign ministry spokeswoman said that Azov soldiers had committed war crimes by using kindergartens and medical centers to store ammunition and by using civilians as human shields. Accusations that echoed those leveled against Russian troops by the West. Some of the prisoners were transferred to pretrial detention um, in uh, a Russian con in Russian controlled uh, Don Donetsk. <laughs> Sorry, I have trouble with uh, some of these uh, some of these names as uh, longtime listeners know. Anyway, Donetsk, I think it's pronounced. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I'm going to skip to the end here. Amnesty International urged Russia to respect the rights of the captives, saying that they had been dehumanized by Russian media and portrayed by Mr. Putin's propagandists as neo-Nazis, which, quote, raises serious concerns over their fate as prisoners of war, unquote. Um, all right, so that's what's happening there. Um, oh, it's already almost the top of the hour. Well, let's, uh, let's do this. I'm going to wait until Glenn comes in, the people's mayor, and we'll uh, play one of his, uh, one of his new songs at the top of the hour. But I want to finish uh, saying hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. But let me give the number again first. If you'd like to get in with a quick call before we reach the top of the hour, 603-250-6007, 603 603-250-6007. Uh, I did see some other folks uh, pop in here. I just want to make sure we get to everybody. Uh, Dirk Don, of course, from the great state of Iowa. And uh, he, of course, has the the uh, Java Fog and the Arrogant Media YouTube channels. I suggest you subscribe to those. Lots of great content there. Uh, Dirk joins us in the Facebook live chat. Eric Street joins us and says, It was nice meeting you and John Hopwood yesterday. Or was it John C. Hopwood? Uh, I believe yesterday he was simply John Hopwood, Eric, but it was very nice meeting you as well. Eric Pilcher joins us in the Facebook live chat. Eric, of course, from the great state of Iowa as well. And Eric does his classic film review every Friday. And this week, the subject is Dazed and Confused. And uh, you will get to hear that tomorrow. I have already heard it. It is excellent. So I look forward to sharing that with you, with all of you on tomorrow's program. Hello, Eric. Uh, let's see. Um, Crystal joins us uh, from the uh, great state of Illinois. Uh, <laughs> Paul E.C. joins us in the Facebook live chat, says, good afternoon, big fan. Um, oh, I think I mentioned Paul was in there earlier. <laughs> um, Mike Pelopita's sharpening his knives. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Tony Petrello joins us in the Facebook live chat, says, Happy new haircut. Well, summer's coming, or actually summer's already here, it would seem. <laughs> Paulie C. says, His hat is like his foreskin. He won't be removing it. That literally is true. Um, <laughs> Mike Pelopita says, The hop knot where the H is not silent. That's right. DJ Steve joins us in the Facebook live chat, also on Retro Spectrum Radio with us on Friday nights. He says, good afternoon. Have a great show. 
Uh, Crystal says maybe he saves that for his paywall content. That is true, Crystal. That is uh, You have to uh, uh, come to Matt Connerton Unsheathed for that, and that is behind a paywall. Um, <laughs> Melanie uh, says, I wonder what Peter was uh, wearing when Ron was thinking about him. <laughs> If you missed it, that's that goes back to earlier in the show, of course. Something with feathers, I bet. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. Rocky Huber uh, says Polly C's show is boring. How dare you, sir? How dare you? And then he says something about oh, things vibrating. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, let's see. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jenny says, oy vey, LOL, which I'm pretty sure was in response to Dave Ridley and his uh, his new slogan about, uh, uh, what was it, freedom or independence or whatever it was. If it's good enough for Ukraine, it's good enough for New Hampshire, I think. So, yes, yes. Well, I just want I, I just want to make sure that uh, we have our own, uh, our own nuclear weapons if we do become an independent state here in New Hampshire. You know what I think we'll do? I think what we'll do is uh, we'll go ahead and we'll go to break now and we'll play another Jesse De Silva song. Uh, Jesse De Silva is performing live Friday night at the Hop Knot. And then when we come back, uh, I'm sure uh, the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette, will be with us. And, you know, we can talk about his new song and whatnot. And then we'll save the uh, world radio premiere for his newest song uh, for the end of the show. But, uh, yeah, let's do that because I really want to get in. I'm very impressed with Jesse De Silva. Uh, singer-songwriter performing Friday night at the Hop Knot on Elm, our amazing sponsor. Uh, this is another uh, live music video performance. This was uh, recorded at uh, also at Boston Harbor Distillery on April 21st. And uh, this is called Fallen Tree. Let's uh, check this out. And, uh, and then we'll be back with our number two coming up. Numero Dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Don't go away. everybody we are in hour number two numero dos of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious but wet damp rainy dank bitter downtown manchester new hampshire but i think it is supposed to clear up this evening. Also on Comcast 97, if you're in Manchester, and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.
The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on Sealy. Talk to a sleep expert and unjunk your sleep today. Mattress Firm. Of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Thursday, May 19, 2022. I do want to remind you, of course, it is trivia night at the Hopknot. Uh, get rid of those rainy blues and come to trivia night with Bill Sini. Uh, by the way, Bill Sini, of course, does trivia on the morning show every Wednesday morning. And then, of course, Thursday nights, he is at the Hopknot, our amazing sponsor. Uh, Kenny posted, while you are here, you can try out the newest beer we are offering. Shipping out of Boston, uh, this beer is built with local ingredients inspired uh, by the factories that were once world suppliers. Uh, it's a malty, sweet, and lightly hoppy Amber lager that pays homage to the past while manufacturing a bold future. Uh, if you are if you are planning on coming tonight to trivia, please call ahead in uh, to guarantee your spot because those tables do fill up very quickly. Like I said, trivia night's very popular there. Uh, the number is 603-232-3731. 603-232-3731. So make sure you call ahead or just get there, uh, just get there early. Perhaps you're on your way there right now. So very good. But we do love the hop knot. Try those delicious gourmet pretzels and the uh the ever-growing, the burgeoning assortment of craft beer. And uh Juneteenth is only a month away. So we'll be talking to Kenny more about that on the program soon. Hopefully very soon. Because it is only a month away, after all. So we look forward to that very much. Uh, the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willett, should be arriving any minute uh, to join us, to grace us with his presence and his golden throat. But you can join us at 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, by the way, Rocky Huber in the chat room uh, said uh, when Dave Ridley called, I missed this comment the first time. He said, instead of Bitcoin Gandhi, he should become Ukraine Gandhi. Well, that would be very exciting, and perhaps that will be uh, Dave Ridley's next uh, character uh, that he plays. Bitcoin Gandhi was a little bit controversial. Uh, some some thought it was offensive, but, uh, you know, you hear a lot uh, about uh, cultural appropriation and so forth. But anyway, uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. Um, I just saw, you know, because we have been uh, talking about Ukraine, uh, the G7... This just popped up on uh, Reuters. Uh, by the way, the G7, some of you will recall, was at one time the G8, but they had to kick Russia out of the G8 uh, back when uh, Putin decided to annex uh, Crimea. But uh, the G7 pledges billions for Ukraine to get through this. It says here, uh, again, this is from Reuters, the group of seven agreed, that's what G7 stands for, of course, uh, today to provide Ukraine with $18.4 billion to pay its bills Funds that Ukraine's uh, prime minister uh, said would uh, would spend. Uh, I'm sorry, would speed up Kiev's victory over Russia, 
uh, in which were just as important as the weapons you provide, quote unquote. Uh, U.S. Secretary, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told reporters at the G7 finance leaders meeting in Germany, quote, the message was, we stand behind Ukraine. We're going to pull together with the resources that they need to get through this. And uh, we are not alone. By the way, it occurred to me before I uh, introduce uh, this uh, gentleman, uh, because I happened to hear it on the morning show with Peter White, you know, some of our uh, some of our regulars they have uh, entrance music, if you will, theme music for when we introduce them. And I had completely forgotten that this man at the news desk that he has entrance music that uh, that we just forgot about. And I, and I was reminded listening to Peter's show today. It was uh, this. <laughs> It's Boys Club by Ween. You, you you just made that today, didn't you? I, I don't remember that. Yes. Really? P- Peter always plays it when you go on the morning show. No, he hasn't lately. Well, I, I don't know. I heard I heard <laughs> I heard a little bit of it today. You did, boy. He knows I'm coming tomorrow. That's right. And he played it. Uh-huh. So and I, I was like, oh, that's right. Glenn does have theme music. Do you like Ween? Ween. Oui. That's the name of the band, Ween. Do you like Ween? It's Peter's favorite band, I believe. Oh, it is, but yeah. I guess I better like it. You huh? like Ween? <laughs> I better like it. I guess so. Uh, we have a call. Let's uh, see who's on the line here. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Paul. How you doing? Paul E.C. from Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. Do you like Ween? Well, yeah, that's what I'm calling. I just got in my car from the grocery store and I heard Boys Club. Does that be- Is Glenn there? Yes. Is Glenn there? I am. Of course. Why else would I be playing Boys Club by Ween? That's what I was thinking. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, great. Uh, that's a great theme tune for him. Yes, yes. Well, he doesn't remember Peter playing that for him in the I past. I don't. But I do. I do, obviously. Yes, that's right. You heard the song. You knew Glenn must be here. Right. Yeah, I just caught the tail end of the lyric, Boys Club, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is Glenn R.J. Willett sitting in with Matt Connerton today? <laughs> that's right. He sure is. Actually, I have a treat today. I'm going to be singing... Uh, a Barbara Streisand <laughs> with Celine Dion song, and uh, no ego. It's called. There. It's called. It's called. <laughs> Tell him. It's a theatrical uh, song. Wow. Well, you know what? We're still. When you said you have a treat, I thought maybe you were going to fulfill our wildest fantasies and finally do a rendition of Private Dancer by Tina Turner. Not yet. Not I'm yet. Too busy. No, right. I thought he was bringing in a couple of girls from Manchester Street. I was on my way uh, in. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I'm not goodness. that kind of guy, Paul. <laughs> well, I think we know that. <laughs> oh, really? What kind of guy are you? <laughs> I just, I'm a family guy. Leave him oh, alone. Oh, by the way, I saw your Facebook post about Texas. Uh, so you would like to visit there, but you don't belong. Glenn took one of these surveys online, Matt, where what state does he belong in and it answered texas for him and he said he he doesn't want to live in texas but he wouldn't mind visiting and then he did it again like 15 minutes later it was like minnesota or something and then it was hawaii so that doesn't tell true does it paul (laughs) well of course not glenn you belong right here in good old louisiana and you should stop playing those things they're useless i rarely do it it just happened to pop up and i had a little time so let's try it but that's the reason why I did it yeah, twice. Yeah, but there were, to... there were more fun ones to do than that. Yeah, probably. I mean, well, on. that's the one that popped up. You know up. what I mean? I what state do you belong in? I, I mean, come on. 
I don't. And the guy on the other end's like, "Oh, it's this guy again." Uh, just, just in North Dakota. I, I, I don't play games, and so it's very rare I do that. And it just popped up, and I decided to take that one. I took the bait. How about a crossword? I'm not into that. My ex-wife was. That's how she kept her mind going. I, I, uh, I, I moved the envelope by uh, reading newspapers and of different countries' uh, uh, wording. And that's how I move my brain. You move the envelope. I move the envelope. When Barry Manilow goes on stage, whether it's 1974 or 2022, because he is still touring, do you think after the audience calms down after welcoming him on stage that he says, tonight I've got a treat for all of you. I'm going (laughs) to sing. Yeah, but he's been there for how many years? Generations. It doesn't matter. That's what I just said. It could be 1974 or it could be 2022. When a performer goes on stage or is about ready to prepare, you don't don't tell your audience that you have a treat for them. That's a major (laughs) ego trip. Let them be the judge. I think it is a treat when you do singing with the the, the likes of of, uh, Celine Dion and Barbara Streisand together. Oh, he's got you there, Paul. He's got you there. It's not. It's you singing. If Barbara Streisand was there... Then that would be a treat. Matt, I have a treat with you. I brought Barbara Streisand but, in. But she Ooh, is singing in the background. By they the both way, here's are. the script. I want you to say these questions. <laughs> yes, that would be a treat. <laughs> Maybe someday yeah. she'll hear it and she'll call and say, let's sing a song. Oh, wow. Well, that could also happen. You know, Paul, I'm not a, a superstar, so they're, they're not going to look at me like that. You're a family man, well, as you said. They're cover I think stories. what's going on there, they're, when you say you have a song. treat, I think that deep down inside, and, that's, and it's really sweet, that it's a treat for yourself because you love to entertain people and you love to sing. Well, not so only, in essence, it is a treat. Yeah, but not only that is, is, is a month ago, I could not... Month, months ago, I wouldn't have even dared touch those songs because they're, they sing very high notes, but I've yes. learned how to... Bring down the key to my level. Yes. And and that has helped me a lot. So they can keep their key up, but I got mine down. Right. Your key is down. You I'm know much... what I'd like to hear him sing, Matt? I what? would like to hear him sing, It's the End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M. Oh, oh my God. That, I, I could be done. It's, it's difficult, but I have to learn it. Yeah, but you could do it. I Glenn. could do it. Yes. Uh, I'm much more comfortable now. If you notice in my music, I don't. I don't really hold back anymore. That's right. And uh, I'm full power, and I'm and I'm, you'll hear it today. And I can hold a note now for at least two minutes. Wow. And I've changed my voice. Like when uh, Celine Dion and Barbara Streisand did tell him, they who? Each ha- Barbara who? Barbara Streisand. I, I kind of lost it there. Barbara Streisand. Uh-huh. And, and uh, they each had their own part. <laughs> and since I'm singing with them the entire song, I'm doing all two parts. And people say, how do you breathe? And you'll notice I've learned how to breathe in a split second and come back and not miss a note. That's fantastic. Hey, Matt, listen, can you do me a favor? Yes, yes, Paul. Can, can, are you, I mean, I, do you have something coming up, or is it just you and Glenn? I have a treat for you. Oh. I'm, I'm also going to be singing. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear you <laughs> sing. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard you before. <laughs> he doesn't well, sing well, much. I have, a, I have an exclusive recording of Matt Connerton singing That's Amore oh, uh, yes. while eating pizza. Yes. Well, <laughs> that, that truly is Amore. Can we hear that? Is it is it... Family oriented? <laughs> oh, it's very, uh, it's very family uh, oriented. What, what? No, there. No, really quick, Matt, and then I'll yeah. let you get back to uh, the uh, treat that uh, Glenn's <laughs> going to be uh, offering us all. Yes. Uh, there's a song that I actually really do want him to sing. Yes. The name of the song is called "Life Is a Rock," but the radio rolled me. "Life Is a Rock." Yes. By a band called Reunion. 
Are you able to pull that up really quick? Uh, I don't think he'll do it. Who, me? Yeah. I think he could pull it off. Well, no, I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever, ever heard it. Yeah, he's not going to. Yeah, Glenn, no. Glenn doesn't like to be put on the spot, no. you know, because then it's not really. Well, a, no, no, no. I don't mean right now. Yeah. I mean, that oh. is definitely a tune All right. that he would need to go back to his studio and practice, and, uh, yes. practice for a little while. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, he's he's not a dancing bear. Uh, no, I'm a very humble guy, and if I can't do it right, I'm not doing it. That's right. He's very humble, you know, Paul. <laughs> Wait, wait. Did you, you did make you it sound like if I can't get it right, I'm not doing it? That's right. <laughs> I have okay. to practice. When I can get it right, I'll do it. Yes, he has a very high standard. I, I, for I have his this philosophy that I was raised that if you can't do it right by the second time, stop. That's right. It's not for you. That's right. Don't embarrass yourself. And another you know? thing, too, uh, when you uh, introduce the song, you got to stop saying WMNH at the middle, in the, at the beginning and the end. Because when you do that, Automatically, WMNH owns the right to that recording. So but you can't I, do that anymore. I, You're going to just sing I, I, when you I never, hand in your recording I never and say not that. intro it. I never say that. What I say is Radio 95.8 FM. That's what I say. I don't <laughs> give the letters. You don't give the call numbers no. either, apparently. <laughs> right, right. Never what do you mind. Mean? 95.3 FM. You said 95.8. I'm sorry. I meant 95.3. You moved us up the dial. Well, the beautiful thing about that, Matt, is that there is no frequency modulation of 93.8. Thank it God. Exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah, so it wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, well, we've learned a lot here today. Oh, I got a... Yes, a whole lot. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to... Uh, Glenn entertaining us all. Yes, don't we all? It's going to be a treat. I'm, 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 I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. See yes. you later. All right, bye-bye. Have a good night, Paul. All right, that was Pauly e. C. from Retro Spectrum Radio with Pauly e. C., which you can hear every Friday night right here from WMNH 95.3 from 7.30 to 10 p.m. here. And, of course, I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with Dan Randall of Dan Randall and the Randlets and uh, DJ Steve. And, uh, Glenn, you've been on that show with us. I have. I enjoyed it very much. Yes. Fact, I, I'm, I'm going to eventually go back on because he wanted to do Oh, that'll be a one. treat. Pull that mic up, would you? But this time I'll be able to do I'll be able to do what he couldn't have me do the first time. I'll be able to oh. do a lot of singing by myself. With the uh, the the karaoke machine here that you have, uh-huh. uh, because I wasn't very comfortable then. I'm much more comfortable now in my voice. I don't doesn't bother me if you don't like it. I just say switch channel. <laughs> yes, uh, it, 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 I do it for fun, uh-huh. and uh, I have a lot of people that enjoy it, and those that don't don't have to listen. Right, life is too short to argue about stuff like that. I agree. Uh, some would say life is a highway. Oh, that'd be a good song for you to do. Life is a highway. Yes. Is there a song called that, or would I have to write it? No. That's, it's, it's, <laughs> why do you write songs? I could. I noticed earlier you said you were a uh, you were a family man. I am a family man. So that's not a family song. Maybe uh, maybe Family Man by uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates would be a good song. That for you one to... would be. But the other one, if it's not family oriented, I'm not going to play it. You know, it is uh, Peter White's favorite uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates song. He loves Family Man. Uh, is that the one you told me last week? Uh, might might be, yes. You like the family oh, actually, man? I like that song. Yes. I can do that. It'll take me time, but I'll do it. Yes. I'll have to do it on Peter White's show because it's his favorite song. That's right. Oh, he'll love it. I won't do it tomorrow because I haven't practiced it, but I'll, I'll do it. Maybe in two weeks when I go back on. Make sure you tell him. 
when you, you're going to be on his show tomorrow? Yeah. It's, called, right. it's called The Family Man. Family Man. Make sure you tell him. Make sure you say. In, in, in case, I mean, he might know. He might be listening. But in case he's not, make sure you specifically say, Matt told me Family Man <laughs> is, your favorite, is your favorite song. And he'll just... He'll just love you for that. He'll he'll be like, oh, I can't wait to hear your version of it, Glenn. He'll probably say, oh, what a treat that will be. It will be a different version because I make my songs my my own. Yes. Well, very nice. Very nice. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007 if you'd like to uh, join us uh, on the program today. Um, yeah, I have, I have to ask, Matt. Yes. Is... Vladimir Putin still taking up most of your time on your show? Uh, very much of it, yes. Yes, he is. And I tell him, I say, leave me alone. I'm a family man. <laughs> but he, uh, yes, he still takes up all of my time. I, I heard something on the internet today saying that he now, uh, some lady that met with him, some higher up person, said that he, uh, she'd met with him before, and this time she said he, he had a smell about him. You think he's rotting? I, I, yeah, I saw that too, actually, yeah. Maybe a little too much of that uh, Russian cologne. I don't know. Maybe. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Or the vodka. Mm. Hello, Matt. This is Jim Simmons. Jim Simmons. Of Kiss. Gene Simmons of, of Kiss. Kiss. How are you? He wants me to do a Kiss I'm doing though. great. I'm out cruising home right now. Uh-huh. And I uh, was listening to Matt Connerton Unleashed. And I think that your friend there, and I'm sure is one of my fans, uh, would love uh, to sing God Gave Rock and Roll to You. I think he'd do a great job. Oh, that would be fantastic. Matt, uh, send me a link and I will look into it. Wow. I love the challenge and I do love the band. So I would definitely well, do you. that. I would definitely See, Matt, do that. I told you he was a fan. Uh, how do you know he's not just saying that because you're on the phone? Oh, no. I mean, um, he is a politician after all. N- I'm not a politician. <laughs> well, you're, you're the people's mayor. It doesn't matter. I've never elected, so I'm not a politician, number one. Number two is <laughs> I've loved that band from the very beginning. You're, what, you're, was, what is your uh, favorite uh, Kiss song? Go ahead, tell me. Yeah, what's your favorite Kiss song, Oh, Glenn? I don't know if I have a favorite. I'll tell you, though, my favorite band in my life has always been uh, um, Black Sabbath. Yeah, you like Black Sabbath? Yeah, and I need to do one of their songs because I love it so much. I can see you doing War Pigs. I, I just finished doing some Tina Turner song, and she was one of my admirers as, as, as a teenager. So uh, I'm as I'm getting more comfortable, I can get into their music. So I'm going to start doing some Kiss music. Tina Turner actually oh. was in uh, was in Black Sabbath uh, briefly between uh, Ozzy and Ronnie James Dio. Oh, I'm, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss. What were you going to say? Oh, that's okay. I just actually sideswiped a homeless person. No problem. Well, that's, that's terrible. Do you, do you have a favorite song on your... It's on okay, Matt. It's a big car. There's no damage. Oh, good. Do you have a famous song of Kiss that you like a lot? One of my favorite Kiss songs? Yeah. Are you asking me, Gene Simmons? Yes, I Kiss? am. What my favorite Kiss song is? I mean, you do them all, so you must... Which one's your favorite? Well, I don't have a favorite per se, but I do believe that if you do cover I Was Made for, I was made for Loving You, I think that would probably be my favorite Kiss song. That, All right, that, so Matt, send me, send me the link so I can get to it. That would be fantastic, actually, yes. I, I, can, uh, yes. I, I can picture that. Uh... And lick it up. Oh, 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 wow. So what a way to you know me better. You have to keep it oh, family. Uh, sing it. You have to I'll sing it. it with you. Let's do a duet. No, not, not, right, not right now. So what a way to you, you know, know me, me better. better. <laughs> da, na, na. 
John Hopwood. Uh, John Hopwood wants Glenn to do Beth. Oh, Beth. Oh, yes, that would be a good one too. That to would Beth be a good. And one. God gave rock and roll to you. Those are two family-friendly songs. I kiss. And Glenn, if you do a good job and uh, you perform well, I will give you thirty percent off anything you want to kiss online. Oh my God! For fifteen minutes. For fifteen minutes. Wow. <laughs> That's a good deal. Of your choice. All right. That's that's a really good Give deal. Give me a couple of weeks. He'll send me the link, and I will practice. Well, fantastic. And so we have a new line of Kiss mugs. Check them out. Okay, Matt, I'll let you go. All Thank right. you. All right, Gene Simmons of Kiss. Thank you. Wow, always wonderful to hear from Gene Simmons of Kiss. That's my favorite band, you know, uh, the, the, uh, Paul. The, I mean, uh, Gene. <laughs> the, I, mean, I mean, Glenn. <laughs> the, real, the real Gene Simmons, huh? Yes. Yeah. That was Gene Simmons. Of Kiss, uh, yeah. John says that was a great uh, that was a great offer, uh, Glenn. Yeah, you should do it. I'm not going to decline it. I'll just get, you're going to send me a link, and I'm going to practice in a couple of weeks. I'll let you know so you can contact him and he can listen. That's right. Uh, you want to make sure he hears it, right? Oh, absolutely. I can imagine you doing this. How about how about this part? Can you handle this part, Glenn? Oh, yeah, my new way. <laughs> you you can handle the the falsetto? I, I think I can. I, I that that's the, that's the exciting part about music. Mm. You move ahead, and now that I'm more comfortable, you'll probably notice that when I do my intros now. I'm much, much better at humming and doing it. It's, it's finding your voice. Right. Finding your voice through humming and doing... Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Wow. I, I did one today. It was an Australian song upstairs uh, with the Australian uh, uh, original music. Uh, I mean, uh, language, uh, other than English, of course. Uh, and uh, it, I was, I'm, I'm amazed that I was able to learn. Never too old to learn. That's right. That's right. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number if you'd like to join us. 603-250-6007. I do want to say that this song that I'm doing today is 6 minutes and 23 minutes. so Six six minutes and 23 seconds. Oh, wow. Because it's a big story. It's 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 three superstars. Right. Wow. Three (laughs) superstars. Well, you keep saying... I better start accepting things. That's right. So you're you're finding your way well, to accepting your well, stardom. Slowly, I'm still very humble. I'm I can never compare to them. Right, but you're getting there, is what you're saying. You're, uh, you know, you're 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 warming to the idea of being pursued by paparazzi. Yeah, I think you get a phone call. Right? I think we do as well. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, it's John C. Hopwood for the C is for La Cucaracha. Ah, I yes. like that. Of course. <laughs> Hello, John. How you doing? I'm just astounded by uh, Glenn's contention that he's doing an Australian song, and it wasn't in English. No. It I was... thought that the Aussies uh, did speak English. They, because, well, you know, they do, but they also Some have... of the Aussies, uh, when I was in the Army, you know, we had Australians uh, were uh, with us, you know. But they have their native my... dialect as well. So I thought you would be singing a timey kangaroo down or something like no. that. No. 
Time no. he kangaroo down. Time he kangaroo down. Had to do what I believe. And, uh, yeah, but you weren't uh, singing it in English? I sang most of it in English. There was a background singer that did the, the dialect, and he insisted that I do some of it, so he taught me a few words. In fact, he called me, that was weeks ago, he called me back on Monday. So it's like an Australian dialect, like, hey, mate. <laughs> oh, no, it's not English at all. Not English at all. It's native. Very, very native. No, you said dialect. Well, I meant dialect, native. It's, you know? it's very, very Sometimes native. it is hard to understand Australians. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very native. Not English at all. Uh, Michael Alber is What's asking, that? is it the Shrimp on the Barbie song that you're doing? No. Shrimp on the Barbie. Now, there's some dialect for you. Yes. <laughs> Vagamite. We're going to have a Vagamite sandwich, mate. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it good? You know, they have very awful accents, particularly the women, but... They're a lot more like Americans than, and I hate to insult Glenn R.J. Ouellette, you know, uh, I know he has an international reach. Mm-hmm. I found them more American than our Canadian allies, which also serves in my unit sometimes. Well, they're more uh, British, the are they not? They're more like Americans. They like to drink. They like to... Oh, Canadians <laughs> so like to drink. Trust me. Canadians love to drink, John. Trust me. Oh, not like an Aussie, mate. Well, Australia. They like to drink. You know what? And fight. Yeah. And uh, very much like Americans, mm-hmm. where the Canadians were more, you know, well, well, well these were Anglophone Canadians. These the, weren't frogs. The, you know? the, 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 the Canadians are more British because they were, they were a, a British, um, they were part of the British royal at one time. I would say they were more like somebody came out of a 1950s uh, TV show, you know, like everybody was a walk. You know, like uh, be Daddy nice, John. Be nice, Robert John. A lot, of, a lot, a lot of Canadians, Canadians are listening to this show. Like. Be nice. Yeah, we're not. We're not talking about like us and frogs. You know, French Canadians. Um, you know, me being Jean Claude. I respect everybody. Jean Claude up Wow. Well, you don't like being called a frog, one? No, I don't mind being called a frog. A frog eater. I'm not, I don't, I've only had frog legs once and never again. It's like chicken anyway. You don't mind being called a French fried frog? That doesn't upset you or get your no. blood boiling? Life, uh, life is too short, Jordan. It, go to, it goes over my head. Plus, now that he's okay, a big star, okay. he can't. I'm not a big star, and I don't have a golden throat to stop saying can't, can't that. Risk, can't risk the paparazzi uh, catching you having a tantrum. You did say you're beginning to accept your newfound stardom. I'm enjoying what I'm doing much, much more. And yes. you know what? It's like anything else, if you want to do something and succeed, you have to be committed. I practice two to three hours a day. Last night. <laughs> committed is a right, Glenn. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> just watch out with the guys with the butt flight. Oh, I'm not worried about that. Last night, I barely well, got sleep because I listened to a lot of different music to get started on my next level. Yes. You're giving a very francophone spin to Howard McCarthy's old act. No, oh. I don't think so. It's totally different. It's totally different. He didn't do, he didn't do half of the... He was very comfortable with a certain type of singers. I'm doing them all now. Oh. You're, you, 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 Baba Streisand and, 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 and Celine Dion, he didn't do that. Right. He didn't do anything from Australia or from Germany or... The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. 
The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. You know, you've taken he, things. He to didn't the... sing French, so it's totally different. I love Howard McCarthy. He actually inspired me. Oh, you we, know, no one knew. Oh. Bon. <laughs> but I'm not bon. stealing his show. Trust me. And actually, he's probably up there laughing and enjoying it. Yeah, hey, uh, Glenn. Do you ever do any French dialect uh, during your act? Like, uh, hey, baby, uh, Marie, what are you doing with that monkey? Oh, yeah. you get me so mad sometimes. When I start doing so, my like, when I start doing my comedy, my comedy will be, you know, everybody's different, and I'm, a, I'm one of a kind. My comedy will be a... a, 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 a French dialect? French English, dialect. French, different things. Uh, I, I, and, and, well, yeah, yeah, I know what that means. And, uh, and then I'm also going to be singing a part of my dialogue. Your father, he worked at the BBC? I think you should have an Australian character. Uh, I think John should be a comedian. Yeah, yeah, oh my God, John, you got many voices as well. How about well. doing a pirate song, Johnny Depp? They say a recent poll, more people are interested in Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial than in Roe v. Wade. Really? That's depressing. Yeah, there was also another poll that when people were asked if the United States should uh, be committed to get, uh, seeing that uh, the end of Putin's regime... Well, majority. Well, not a majority. It was kind of a plurality answer. They'd rather see the end of the of the uh, Biden regime. <laughs> That's actually true. Must have been one of those Fox News polls. Well, we're we're, we're we're turning out to be a. Uh, we're going to be turning out to be if they succeed a one-party country, and that means dictatorship. Who's going to uh, succeed, baby? You know the we we up in uh, Quebec. We we want to succeed. Look, uh, there, the there, are, to there are two Republicans running for Senate in Pel- in California, not California, in Pennsylvania. In in, 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 listen, I didn't know there was a he's not even listening. In, in, in Pennsylvania, <laughs> that are so close that when they find out who wins, it may be won by one vote. And Trump endorsed them both. He didn't think Oz would win, so he endorsed the second guy. And now he's saying, oh, Oz is going to get it. You cannot oh. endorse two candidates and support them on the same office. You endorse one that you believe in, and then you can't. Let's do it in dialect. Ooh. Ooh. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's almost funny. When can I do, can I come on Friday and do my President Zelensky uh, act? You can, because I'm, I'm, at, I'm at work on Fridays. I'm off Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's right. You're at the prow of the old pirate ship. Uh, are you still at Home Depot? Yes, I am, and uh, very busy right now. We're carrying the store. 
because it's that time they're of year. the store down? No, but we're saying it. What I'm saying is their <laughs> garden is making more money than the other department because it's that time of year. Everybody's, everybody's buying things for gardenings and lawn mowing. And... Are they buy? Uh, is there a, uh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, on the plants, right, plants? The plants and also the, 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 the garden tractors and the mowers and all that stuff. Wheelbarrows, dirt. I, I, uh, I think I'm going to have to switch to a garden tractor. It's got to get more mileage than my old Chevy. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> they have one now that's uh, it's a Ryobi, and it goes about 20 miles an hour, and, I, and it's like a little go-kart. And I said, you know, if I had the money, I would buy it. And they said, why would you do that? You don't have any grass. I would, would get rid of the grass part, and I would drive it to work. I don't need a license for that thing. <laughs> That's right. If you uh, all those people that have been busted for DUI three times and they've taken away your uh, license, this is a very good product for you. That way, you can drink. Uh, you know, you can have transportation, not only to work but to the tavern too. Mm. About a two three thousand dollars for a tractor. For, I don't have that kind of money. My priorities are somewhere are else. You, right. Do you have a driver's license, Glenn? I don't or, need one to drive a riding lawnmower. Uh, yet. Yet. <laughs> did you lose it through uh, any DUIs? No, I did not. I lost <laughs> it because I gave it up because when I, when, uh, when I had a, a, a tumor in my head that blew up and uh, I had a condition and I never know where I'm going to fall unconscious and so I can't very well. It wouldn't be responsible to drive, so I gave it up. Oh, you had a conniption? Yeah, I gave it up because of that. Don't have a conniption. But you wouldn't feel that you were endangering anybody driving this like Japanese terror machine at 20 miles an it's, hour, it's, like on Elm Street, with a snootful? No. Or uh, or I, I pretty much know now when it comes on, and, and it's been happening since 91. So, and in fact, I haven't felt unconscious for almost eight years now, so I, I think I have it under control, but still, I'm not going back to that. I'm, I'm not worth taking the risk. A car is a, is a big vehicle. Yes. 20 miles an hour is nothing. Well, these uh, mowers are awful big, and if Joe, uh, I can't mention that person. No, the, the one if I have is not that. The one I want, the one I want is not that big. It's only about thirty inches wide, so it's not as big as a vehicle. <laughs> well, well, be careful now. That's definitely for the other show. That sounds well, like a whopper to me, Matt. That's because you. That's that is, because, it is impressive. That's because you guys uh, have your minds in the gutter all the time. Get uh, it out of the gutter. Life's too short. Two hands to handle whopper. All right, all right. <laughs> you remember that little uh, ditty? No, well, you should uh, perform that one, Gwen. Yeah, let's get to Barbara Streisand and Celine Dion. Oh yes, you have something to say about them? Uh, I think they're both great singers. Yes. And it's funny when Barbara, when when Celine Dion first came in, into the picture of singing as a as a superstar, French Canadian. Barbara Streisand oh. called her right away. Said, we got to do a duet. Uh huh. And that was their first duet. Wow. Tell him uh, with a French Canadian accent. Well, she's saying it in English, but I'm sure she has the accent. Of course, she's French Canadian. What do you want me to tell him? Well, He's on the phone. He can hear you. I, I would. Who? John. I he, know he is. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I would love. He's in the death mobile. I, 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 I would love to do a Celine Dion song in French. She has some beautiful songs in in Quebec French, Canadian French, and, and... no, we're not talking about Christmas here. Come oh, on, please. Oh, Girl, okay. it only comes That's once a year. That's the only songs I remember. Oh right? well, maybe she she's been she, she she's actually done a couple of concerts in Paris, and she actually sang in Parisian French. That's a lot of uh, She can sing commitment. in Parisian French? Yeah. Oh, 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 hoity-toity. Oh, you're so funny. Wow. 
Have a good I, day, I John. I prefer the French Canadian dialect, you know. <laughs> baby. Comment ça va aujourd'hui? Oh, yeah. Oh. See, my son can answer that, but John Paul, I mean John Paul, John Hopwood, you <laughs> John should... John Claude. Is... Yeah, Claude is French. That's you ought to know enough true. French to at least answer that question. Comment ça va aujourd'hui? See, Glenn, I can barely, I have an iPhone 6, which <laughs> I was on the phone with uh, the New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services, and they, I couldn't, I couldn't, they couldn't hear me, and I couldn't hear, hear them. Not a very so good I'm phone. Sure they're going to stop my money. Dead, uh, uh, that's you know. not good. How's your arm? What can you do? You know, I don't have enough money to, to upgrade my, my mm. phone. How's your arm? Is it healed? My arm's fine, but my blood pressure is actually 178 over 123. you got to calm down. That's Are high. You Are you serious? You. That's high. Well, it was 210 over 110 oh. after I had to deal with the, IR, uh, the Social Security. you got to calm down and let it go over your head, over your shoulder. Yeah, just let it go over your shoulder and you'll be fine. Life is too short. Bust it. Mm. Bust it. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, John. All right, Glenn. I'm not. I think that uh, your new career as a Chantuzzi is something that we all look forward to. Well, it's it's, it's not a new career. It's, I haven't done it for some fifty years, and I've gotten back to it. I'll tell you to hear this yeah, new song. Can... I'm I'm quivering with anticipation, literally. I used to sing you a mean lot. You used to be a Chantuzzi. I used to sing a lot, John, when I was in high school, college, and in the church choir. So it's not new to me. It's just I haven't done it for fifty some odd years. I thought it was Sean Toos. I thought Catholic churches only had uh, choirs with, like, castrati or something. Oh, I, no. I never thought of them, you know. They have Glenn Willett as well. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. There was me and uh, Clayton Roy. We were the only two high school students in the church choir. Whatever happened to Clayton Roy? Is he famous? He, st- he doesn't sing much, but he's still around. Oh. He's, got a, he's married, got kids. Oh, but he doesn't have a singing is he back? Uh, is he back in Maine? Yeah, he's back. Maine? He's back in Maine, but not in Van Buren. Van Buren's a bedroom oh, community. Oh, you're from Van Buren. Yeah, it's a retirement community now. President. Yes. Mm-hmm. Martin Van Buren, one of only two patroons. Well, actually, three patroons have been president: Van Buren, Teddy Roosevelt, and Franklin Roosevelt. Really? What do you mean by patroon? Oh, yeah. Dutch. Oh, oh, okay. Dutch descent. By the way, Paul... Real is... Dutch, not, you know, German, because they always used to call German Dutch. You know, if you were from... You know, I think Matt knows this, too. If you were of German descent, they'd call you Dutch. Like the Honorable Gary Hamer of mm. the Ward 10 School Board, his father was German, Hamer, so they called him Dutchy. So are you speaking the Dutch? I'm just wondering, as a French person, are you, like, incontrovertibly opposed to Germans and Germanic culture? Do you ever listen to Wagner, for instance? I have. I I love all cultures. I respect all cultures. Ooh. By the way, uh, Paul E.C. says in the chat room, the actual lyrics for the Burger King commercial are, it takes two hands to handle a Whopper, a two-fisted burger at Burger King. And that's family commercial? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, isn't that what I said? Oh, get your mind out of the gutter. Whose mind is in the gutter well, now, Glenn R.J. Willett? Hmm? From hearing what you guys say, I said, oh, my God, that's a response. It's Burger King. Yeah, you can have it your way. <laughs> have it my way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is Burger, is Burger King still in Ukraine? I mean, in Russia? Uh, uh, no, but I will tell you the day they ever they the McDonald's has said that they found a home a buyer to buy all their McDonald's to that 
that Putin will not own their property. I love it. He loses again. Well, you know, Putin's been snapping and taking over properties of, of countries that he's a PO to, you know. Just as a fine, you're going to sanction me? I'm taking all of this. That's, that's how he got rich. He took all the people's money. Yeah. He's got the most the expensive palace yeah. in the world, they, 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 the they, 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 the world. they claim. Yes. Outside of that's what dictatorships do. They, run, they rule your life and they take your money. They're uh, kleptocracies. Well, Glenn, yes. you know, there is some thing to, you know, there is some benefit of living into one of those totalitarian dictatorships. Like the if you ever get to uh, be in the army or something, their uniforms are so snazzy, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, but you definitely stay poor if you're, uh, you're living in a dictatorship. That's why they call them third countries. You can't develop yourself because the dictator doesn't oh, want you to. He wants to rule you. You can't become a big pop star. No. And how many pop stars in Russia that have lost? I mean, they've been in prison for certain songs that they've sung. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear that the Pussy Riot has escaped mm-hmm. Moscow. Uh, really? And they're touring. Yeah, somehow they, they managed to slip out of Russia. Well, that's good for them. The only way out. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, we'll call them. We we, we call them uh, P. On, uh, your show. We call them P. Riot around here, but uh, that's right. Yes, just so I don't oh, get in any. Just so I don't get in any trouble. Well, all right, uh, John. <laughs> oh, I'm having so much. Fun. Well, yeah, we don't I wanna, know. Can we, I do some more dialect? No, next time. <laughs> next time. We don't want to. We're running out of time. We don't want to run out of time <laughs> because uh, Glenn's new song is uh, 13 minutes long. So no, it's not. Oh. It's six. 623. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, it's that uh, catastrophic it's, thinking. It's, it's a little bit longer than normal, but it is a theatrical song. It's a story. Yes. Okay. Au revoir. Au revoir. Right. Uh, Boy, you know some French. Wee uh, oui, wee oui or something. <laughs> no, no. By the way, I believe John is uh, intending to be here tomorrow. Um, uh, <laughs> Paul, Paul says what? Paul E.C. Speaking of McDonald's, uh, Paul said, uh, Glenn stole Howard McCarthy's idea and blew it up into something huge. He is truly the Ray Kroc I didn't of Manchester. You know, because Ray Kroc founded McDonald's. I don't think, I don't think Howard McCarthy would think of it like that when, as he's no. looking upon us right now. Right. I'm sure he's laughing and enjoying and public surprise that he sings. Right. I don't think he's ever heard me sing. Uh, Tom Blanchard uh, joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Tom. Hi, Tom. And uh, Charles Richardson. uh, Oh, Tom was suggesting uh, statins for uh, John Hopwood. Yeah, that's dangerously high blood pressure. Yes, very, very much so. Uh, Charles Richardson uh, from, uh, of course, Charles Richardson show out of the great state of Florida says, Matt is quivering with anticipation. I'm quivering with fear. Oh. Your music. Glenn, your your music so moves people. I have no fear. Your, your performances that you have actually caused fear in Charles Richardson. He is afraid to hear your dulcet tones and your golden throat. Charles, because I have no it's that fear. Impressive. No fear at all. I haven't had fear in a long, long time. You're not a fear of anything. I, I mean, we all have fear of things, but I, in, in in general, I have no fears. Move on. That's why I loved my motor is push that envelope. Your motor is push that envelope. My moto. Your moto. You yes. mean motto? I have an accent. Yes, you do. You really do. You must even hear it in my songs. I roll my R's. Boys, do I roll my R's. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. I noticed that. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You can learn a lot about someone singing. Mm-hmm. You sure can. Yeah, uh, Reuters uh, has the story that you were talking about. Uh, it says here... Um, 
By the way, CNN also had a headline uh, called uh, Not Loving It, What uh, Russians Think About McDonald's uh, Closing in Russia. Oh, I'm sure they're not. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, ro- according to Reuters, uh, McDonald's is selling its restaurants in Russia to one of its current local licensees who will rebrand them under a new name, ending more than three decades of the Golden Arches in the country. The fast food company said today the world's largest burger chain owns 84% of its nearly 850 restaurants in Russia, you know, because it's a franchise. They had that so, many. I didn't know they had that many. Yeah, yeah. It's well, R- Russia's an enormous it is, country. It is a big country. Uh, Chicago-based McDonald's on Monday became one of the biggest global brands to exit Russia. Following its invasion of Ukraine, McDonald's said it will retain its trademarks. Uh, in March, McDonald's temporarily closed its restaurants in Russia, including its first location in Pushkin Square a symbol of American capitalism flourishing in the dying embers of the Soviet Union. McDonald's came to embody a thawing of Cold War tensions that was a way for millions of people to sample Western food and culture. The McDonald's restaurants in Russia will be sold to Alexander Govor, who runs the franchise operation through his firm GID LLC. Govor has been a McDonald's licensee, or franchisee would be the the term that we use uh, Mm -hmm. in the United States, uh, since 2015. And it helped the chain expand into remote Siberia, where he he operates 25 restaurants. We sell cold burgers in Siberia. Yes, (laughs) yes. McDonald's and GID declined to disclose financial terms of the deal. McDonald's had said it would take a non-cash charge uh, of up to $1.4 billion following a sale. Now, I have a question about that. Uh, yes. Do you think that Vladimir Putin will allow it to go through? He really wants that that in power. You know, he said it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take all, all. If you don't come back, I'm taking all over those restaurants. He said it to all the franchises that that quit. Yeah. So uh, I wonder how much power he has. I mean, he he can put he can put this guy in jail for buying that. He's done it before with people who own oil companies. You know. Oh sure. Oh sure. Hey. uh... Stephen Philbrook just uh, posted something in the Facebook no, live I chat. Saw him, I, I saw him yesterday. Well, I want to make sure we get this in before we run out of time. Oh, what is uh, it? Stephen said, hey, Matt, just wanted to give a shout out to the best customer service I've had at Home Depot in quite some time. None other than the people's mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette, helped me attain proper personal protection equipment for one of my new employees. Great job, Glenn. Uh, it means extra more because I was a regional manager for Transworld Music, so I know a little bit about something. Oh, I'm sorry. So I know a little bit about something about good customer service. Well, very nice. You should take your receipt and uh, fill in the survey. Yes. That's the only way we get recognized at the store. Oh, well, very good. Very. Thank you very much. I appreciated serving him. That is very nice. That's my job. Yes, yes. Well, you know, it's very easy to uh, go to places where uh, customer service is not a priority. So it's always nice to hear about uh, to hear about a place where it is, and it's nice to hear that uh, you mm-hmm. offer such great service, uh, Glenn RJ. I have a I have a, a policy. I, first of all, I'm a very patient person. So uh-huh. Yes. It, it takes me a lot to get really ignored and to get really at at agitated yes uh but uh there are people that have waited 45 minutes for their product and the only reason why they waited that long because they were convinced that i was going to get them that product and i did when everybody else says we can't get to that product till next week and if it's in the store it comes out today wow that service yes yes 
Yes, you're getting a lot of compliments in the uh, chat room from uh, Paulie C and Jenny. And uh, Stefan says he did do the survey. Oh, good. Already done. So very nice. That's, Thank uh, you very much, Stefan. That is excellent. That is excellent. Well, well done, uh, Glenn R.J. Ouellette. Um, Stefan says, in a few minutes, I'll give you a shout out from the street on my way to the planning board. Oh, oh that's ver- right. He's on the planning board now. Oh, very good. Congratulations. That's, I don't know how long you've been there, but I remember him telling me that. Oh. That's, that's very good. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Uh, let's see. Well, if anyone wants to get in with a very, very quick call, 603-250-6007. But I do want to make sure that we get to Glenn's uh, song, especially after after uh, Stefan's uh, message there about Glenn. I, I, feel, uh, I feel a responsibility to make sure that we give him his shine and help him on his way to stardom. By the way, Glenn, <laughs> have you considered uh, teaming up with EZG, who, uh, as uh, you might know, I mean, Amanda McCarthy, of course, owes all of her fame I do, uh, but to I EZG. Have... He is uh, her Svengali, if you will. I'm already considering a manager. Really? Yeah, someone that's really, really, really pushed me over the envelope. Right. That's what you need is someone who can push you over the envelope. And he's willing to do it for free for one year or so oh, un- wow. until I actually make money. Well, and I don't think I will because the money's all going to the nonprofit to educate kids from around the world. Well, you know, Glenn, I have a lot of music industry experience, and I can tell you any time that you can find uh, someone to manage your career for free or, or provide any kind of service for free, you, you um, yeah. So uh, that's great, Glenn. That's great. Good. You can only ask, and all they can do is say yes or no. Yeah. I'm yeah. a pretty charming person when I want to be. You are very charming, <laughs> sir. You are, yes. Absolutely. Ser- serious but charming. Yes, yes. Uh, Joe Lar is in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joe. Joe says, Ginger will manage your career, Glenn. Is that true, Ginger? We don't even know where she is. What are you talking about? You don't know where she is? No, we haven't heard from her for well over a year and a half at least now. Oh, that's not cool. And she'd be at least 81, if not 82 now. I don't know. Oh. You'd think she'd uh, keep in touch. You know, she loves me. I'm like her favorite person. Did you know that? She's probably not in the area anymore. Probably not. She has family down down by Virginia area. So. Oh. So, but she she's just, literally nobody knows where she is? Is, no. that, is that true? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. It's something that we can't discuss because it's, it's privacy. Uh-huh. It's her privacy, so I leave it at that. Yes, or as they say on the BBC, privacy. And privacy. I like how they say it. It's funny, something just popped up and it said privacy on my phone. <laughs> Oh, it's are all, you are you controlling my phone? You know, it's almost. Uh, I'm serious. <laughs> it's almost as though our phones actually listen to everything that we say. I know these commercials. You know, you say something on imagine on, on a text, and all of a sudden the commercial shows up. There, you get a phone call. Right, right. You know, it's almost like. Can you imagine? Like, you ever uh, Google something, and then uh, a thousand things come up. Uh, uh, when you open up uh, Google Chrome related yeah. to that thing, we're okay. running out of time. We're going to take a very quick. Very quick call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It is Charles de Gaulle. Oh, God. Who is this ginger you're talking about? Charles de Gaulle? <laughs> Did he say Charles de Gaulle? Yeah, wow. yeah. You're looking for a woman at your age and under the ground? I think Charles de Gaulle is uh, no longer with us. Uh, he's not. He'd be rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> uh, Jenny says, I like the way Glenn says Putin, but you pronounce it Putin. Yeah, Putin. Putin. He, he, Putin. Because he is a Putin. Putin. You know what the word means. He's a Putin. I like the way you say, I've always enjoyed the way you say the word economy. How do you say it? Econ- economy. No. I used to say economic, but it's yeah, economy. Yeah. I'm getting better at e- it. Economy. You say it that, often that, enough. That's and... how you used to say it. Economy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
All right. Let's well, get to the song. We're running out of time. Yeah, we are running out of time, <laughs> and the world is waiting. Uh, thank you all. Uh, if you missed any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org. And in my website, mattconnerton.com. Don't forget, join us tomorrow. Uh, we will have Eric Pilter's classic film review. And this week, the subject is Dazed and Confused. Uh, so we look forward to that. And don't forget, tonight at the Hopknot, it is Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini. Uh, get there early. Uh, at this point, I would say definitely call ahead and reserve a table. Those fill up very quickly because it is such a popular feature. And uh, speaking of popular features, uh, what what is this uh, called again, What? Tell him. Tell him. Featuring uh, Glenn R.J. Ouellette and uh, who Barbara else? Barbara Streisand and Celine Dion. Wow. Yeah, it's a triple threat, as we say. A triple threat. Yes, it's a compliment. Don't worry about it's it. It's a triple duet. Yeah, a triple duet. I don't think that's a thing. It um, is a thing. A triple duet. That makes no sense. But anyway. You never heard about duet? Yeah, I've heard of a duet. So there's three of us, so it's got to be a triple. Right, but you can't, but a duet literally means it's two people. Well, I don't care. I just changed it. I'm one of a kind, remember? You sure are. Wow, let's, that's let's, a lot of math. Let's get to the music. All right. <laughs> Mike Palapita from Queen City Cabinetry says, I'm ready for the singing. All right. So here, am I. All right, here we go. Thanks, everybody. We, Enjoy. We will leave you with this. In Westlife Arrangement, the song called I'll See You Again sung in a duet with the voice of the poor men in Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been informed uh, by uh, the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willett, that that is the wrong song. I just assumed it was the newest one you had sent me. Uh, you can play that one, but it's the wrong one. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. We'll have to do it on Tuesday. Okay. Anything it's you, the wrong one. It is my fault. I sent the wrong one. Anything you'd like to tell us about this song? So it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's a dedication to my aunt who died at 96 years old this past week. And today was her funeral and I wasn't able to make it. Oh. She well, lives in Connecticut. Well, very, very sad to hear that. Uh, what's it called? I'll See You Again. I'll See You Again. And who are you singing this with? Uh, Westlife. Westlife, yes. All right. I'll See You Again with... Westlife uh, featuring uh, Glenn R.J. Willette. Uh, here we go. Glenn R.J. Willette. I'll see you again. Dedicated to my Aunt Terry who passed away at 96 over the weekend. This is for the family and friends as well. And all those who knew her beloved soul. She's earned her eternal heaven. Always you will be part of me, and I will forever feel your strength when I need it most. You're gone. Now, gone but not forgotten, I can say this to your face, but I know you I'll see you again, I'll carry you never really left. I'll carry is here in spirit with all of us. I feel you walk beside.
beside me. I know I'll see you again. When I'm lost and I'm missing you like crazy. And I tell myself I'm so blessed to have had you in my life, my life. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers, delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232.